Life's a game, the world's a stage, and we are merely role players, where theatrical people play role playing games. I'm Matt Boothman, and I'm your compare, though not your guide, for this studio production. Here on Merely Role Players, we improvise stories to entertain you, and of course to entertain ourselves. And we use role playing games to keep the story going places even we can't see coming, because, as theatrical people, we're all about maximising the drama. This is Act 1 of The Office Party, one of our studio productions. The studio is where we experiment with different formats, different role-playing games, and different genres of story. In this production, Josh is guiding us through the portal into the realm of epic fantasy, using the Quest RPG by the Adventure Guild. You don't need to be caught up on a single thing we've produced before to jump into the office party. In fact, all our productions tell a complete story, so if you enjoy this one and you want to try something else we've done, just find any episode in our back catalogue with Act 1 in the title and you'll be able to jump on there. Starting now, we'll release a new act of The Office Party every other week, And to keep you going through the weeks in between, sometimes we'll release backstage episodes that give you a peek behind the scenes. So stay tuned for the first one of those next week. In the meantime, please take your seats in the studio. Tonight's production is about to begin. The Office Party, a Merely Role Players studio production. Act 1 of 5. Welcome. Let's meet our players. Hello, I'm Chris Starkey and I'm playing Neville Flounder, the spy. Hello, I'm Strat. I am playing Jerome Picklepants, the wizard. I'm Nat and I'm playing Bess, the invoker. Hi, I'm Dave and I'm playing Josh, the magician. What a wonderful ragtag group of adventurers. How are we all feeling today, folks? Are we excited to get started? Yeah. yeah, boy! What are our expectations today? We've got a lot of uh, veterans of D&D and uh, fancy games. <laughs> oh, middling seven. <laughs> I get a seven. I'll be Hopeful very happy. More, but, uh... Chaos, carnage, conflict. Yeah, sounds good. Mm-hmm. Exciting quests, daring adventures. Daring do. Yeah. And daring don't. And Darren Brown. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I saw him the other week, he's great. Our story begins in Buratopia, a dull, perma-beige city (laughs) built on the foundations of drabbery and tedium. From the Auditor's Guild headquarters in the west to the Parking Warden Academy in the east, (laughs) here in Buratopia, you'll find endless drizzle, exhausting pedantry, and never-ending paperwork. In this city, magic is restricted and dampened among the general public. Danger is mundane and disappointingly rare, (laughs) and daily life 
is pretty much just okay. People in Burotopia are hopeful for some spark of joy, some exciting event to break through the monotony and get their pulses racing. And that is where we come in. Here at Quest Adventures Limited Incorporated and Partners, we offer tailor-made corporate party and personal enhancement experiences. Our specialists have scoured the realms for barbaric and exciting lands in need of cunning adventurers, just like you. Very soon you will be on your way. You will be given state-of-the-art weaponry, armor, and arcane skills before stepping into our patented and entirely 100% safe portal systems to be taken across the realm to a land of your choice. Our agents are very busy dealing with other quest seekers and will be with you in person very shortly. Thank you for waiting. Quest Adventures Limited Incorporated and Partners takes no responsibility for any burnings, gelatinous engulfments, mind flayings, or any other injuries, permanent scarrings, or death sustained throughout the course of the adventure. And with that, the automated sound recording clicks off. And we take a step back to see the four of you sitting in a waiting room here at the Quest Entertainment Headquarters. I'm Neville. Neville Flounder. I'm 40 years old, and I've always dreamed of big adventures and high excitement and sandwiches. <laughs> Hello. Uh, so Bess is, is sat next to Neville. She's uh, a, a woman in her early 50s, uh, cardigan, uh, I believe, a sort of a pencil skirt, cardigan, sensible shoes, hair is neatly braided, coiffed and curled and very precise and uh, just sort of sitting there jigging slightly in her seat being like ah yes well this is going to be very exciting isn't it everyone I'm so glad that you uh, you brought this idea to my attention Jerry hi 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 I'm Jerry hi I'm so excited I've been waiting for this for a long time I'm glad I got you got all the messages I am so psyched <laughs> I'm gonna be a wizard <laughs> I'm Jerry. Hi. Uh, I'm a data analyst at uh, the bureaucracy. I'm very excited to get out my cubicle and get on this adventure. You will see me standing here in uh, a very kind of like a uh, crumpled suit. No, no time for ironing or dry cleaning. Uh, always got to be in the data. That's what I was told. Um, and I have uh, two odd socks and I'm pretty sure my shoes aren't matching either. Let's get on an adventure. <laughs> And sitting next to, but edging away from Jerry, <laughs> is our final character. Uh, I'm Josh. I'll be kind of slightly reclined, probably too tired, had to get up a little bit earlier than I'm used to, <laughs> half asleep, better being here than being at work for the day, but not really engaged with what's going on. Definitely slight turn away from Jerry's <laughs> peppy, peppy mode this morning. Nice big full beard full of golden rings holding it together. Looking like like an old druid, really, uh, but young. A young old druid. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. The four of you work together. Remind us where you work. Council, isn't it? Uh, Central Bureaucracy <laughs> Administration oh, hub yeah. or something, yeah, I think we said. How very dull. How? Why, why are you guys here? For, for team a, a building. <laughs> team yes. building. Experience. Because I had the best idea. Mm. So yeah. it was Jerry's idea. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. But best author- authorised. Of course. I, I instigated, organised and authorised. Excellent. And funded. <laughs> Not personally, but I arranged the funding. Mm. It took a while. So here you are on your corporate away day uh, in the Quest headquarters. And you sit awkwardly for a few moments 
many more of your colleagues have already gone off in their separate groups. You're a bit of a ragtag group that have come together um, from various departments. Uh, and you sit in awkward silence for a few moments. Before, one of the doors in the room opens. And a slimy, grey-coloured, humanoid man in a totally beige and grey, a greyish suit, enters the room and says, Hello, questers. Welcome to Quest. My name is Ian. I have been reassigned from the Accounts Division to be your agent and introducer to the world of Quest, filling in for someone much more exciting who's called in sick. Don't put yourself down, Ian. I'm sure you're going to do a great job. I'm sure my work will be satisfactory. Please follow me. And he sort of uh, wanders away and you see there's like a slime trail that's coming out from underneath his feet. His skin glistens like that of a snail as he walks very slowly into the next room. And if you were to follow through, you would... We'll overtake him. (laughs) Please do not run. (laughs) Slow and steady wins the race. It's my deceptive. You are all here now to go off on an epic adventure. Have you decided on which location out of the three potential locations you wish to go to? And he hands you a brochure, or three brochures, describing exciting, exotic lands. I have Murawai, I think it's pronounced. It all seems to be like tropical jungles, tall mountains, um, like uh, palm trees. But then also... Uh, dragons, uh, uh, not dragons, sorry, uh, dinosaurs and vampires. Ooh. Um, yeah, sort of vampire pirates. I have a Skorovic, land of ice and snow and, and Vikings <laughs> and rough seas with dragons in it. <laughs> we have Velengrat, a kind of spooky, castly, dark... Werewolfy land? <laughs> Gothic horror. With, with maybe an angel flying? Is it a Pegasus? It's hard to tell. Okay. And, uh, and some spooky boats. It looks very wet here too. A lot of wet on these. <laughs> yeah, it's all water. All wet. <laughs> it's somewhere dry. <laughs> no deserts available. <laughs> oh, well, I, I did petition Quest to send us the brochure in advance. We might have already made this decision, but... Um, but uh, alas, my, my messages must have... Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sure it was a simple mistake. Gone on red. Does anyone have any particular leanings? Uh, jungle, jungle. I'd like to go to the jungle, please. I okay. think that looks lots of fun. There are dinosaurs. That's one vote for jungle. If we've got to go anywhere, I'd rather go somewhere warm. So I don't want to go to spooky dooky cold castle or freezing cold mountains. So uh, my vote's jungle too. Okay. Jungle. Neville, how are you feeling about jungle? No. <laughs> oh dear. No, no. I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to go to the spooky castle, please. Okay. Do you have, uh, Ian, perchance, any indication about the the climate in uh, Velengrad? This time of year, it's very cold, <laughs> very dry, very spooky. Well, where do you want to go best? Because if you want to go to the jungle, then it's like three out of four, so we should just go to the jungle. So where is it that you wanted to go? Oh, no. No, no, it's all right. No, this, sure is, this is your experience as well. You should have an opinion. You always like, oh, what do you want? What do you want? We want to know what you want. What do you, what would you I'm want? I'm sure we can find uh, a solution for everybody. Um, now, I, I wonder, is there any sort of um, 
heat packs or clothing you could provide for someone who uh, wanted to be warm in a climate that is not. Or an umbrella, perhaps. All uh, items uh, must be procured individually yeah. by the experiencers. We will, of course, provide you with magical items, weapons, armour, appropriate clothing to ensure that you can quest to your heart's desire. <laughs> well, that's very considerate. Thank you. Uh, Neville, I wonder if we might reframe the things. What is it about Velengrat that you would desperately like to experience? It's dark. Mm. I imagine that there are places within <clears throat> Murawai that could also be considered dark. There's some jungles there. Do you not think it might be quite dark in the jungle? No, no, this is blue sky. No, but blue sky there, Bess. Once you're in the trees, though. Trees are green. They're, they're bright green. No, I'd like to be in the dark place, please. I tell you what. I feel like... At the moment, we do have consensus on Murawai, so so perhaps we ought to try that one, especially as it it was Jerry's idea, and then next time, next time we can go to Velengrat. So there's going to be a next time? Well, we'll see how this goes. I'm always told next time. Next time, Neville, you can have some fun. Next time, Neville, you can you can use the new stapler. I'm next sorry, time, Neville, Jim. you can get a laminator out. But it's always Jerry. This is true. We call him next time Neville in the office. <laughs> Jerry always gets to have the fun. Every time that we have something to do, Jerry always says, "Oh, let's do this." And I say, "Oh, I don't think I'd like to do that today." But we always do what Jerry wants to do, and no one listens to me. Best, you keep saying, "Oh, yeah, everyone gets no, a chance." No, but no, no, Neville, I do, I do listen. I promise you that all of your thoughts are appreciated, noted, and you know what? It's just occurred to me. In Murawai, they may have some interesting fish. How about we get so, a score of it? Murawai <laughs> it is, a land of tropical danger. Certainly. He waves his hands in this room and suddenly in front of him, a purple coloured aura forms in a disc shape large enough for you all to walk through. This is the portal that has been created, which will take you to the land of Murawai. But before you do, he steps in front of you and says, I assume you have all signed the waivers and read the terms and conditions of questing. This is not some sort of virtual reality experience. You are yourselves on the other side. If you hurt, get hurt or die, you will get hurt and die. Is that understood? And do you have any questions for me today? No. Everyone, did you sign? You were sent the waivers and the forms a week in advance. Yep, yep, yep. Let's yeah, go. I signed it. I didn't read it, but I signed it. Yes. Okay, did you want to take five minutes now? No. To... Okay. <laughs> In which case, have fun, don't die. And he uh, proffers out an open palm towards the portal. Who's going through first? Jerry is already through! <laughs> you get absorbed by the portal and disappear. Who's next? I go next. Neville, you disappear. I'll slump through slowly, because <laughs> Bess would stand there just gesturing to me until I yes, did it. absolutely. <laughs> and, you, and you disappear, and Ian looks to you and says, best of luck with this ragtag group, and enjoy Murawai. Thank you very much, Ian. You have a lovely day. <laughs> I'm sure I won't. <laughs> and you step through, and the portal closes itself. There's a few moments of weightlessness, of disorientation, as you are teleported uh, across the realm. And you all land 
on your feet amidst a jungle clearing. You see a lakeside, perhaps 100 metres away from you. There's the sounds of waterfalls, the sounds of jungle creatures roaring, squeaking, chirping, sounds of buzzing insects. The smell is humid and heavy, the smell of orchids and fresh rain. And as the four of you stand, you realise you're wearing something different. You've changed. As you've exited from the boring, dull uh, inanity of Burotopia, the dampening effect has been lifted. And the four of you now stand as noble, brave heroes. Those of you who are strength-based, slightly buffer. Those of you intelligence-based, slightly more wry. Those of you who are dexterity-based, slightly nimbler and quicker-fingered. We've had an introduction of the four of you in the perma-grey existence of Burotopia, but looking around you all as you are now, what do we see, starting with Neville? Oh, we see Neville looking as bland as ever. <laughs> but he's wearing black leather armour, a feathered cape, and he suddenly moves with bird-like furtiveness everywhere he goes. He darts. There's never a, a, a movement out of place. Everything is quick and full of motion. And watching him dart amongst the trees is Jerry. Jerry looks like a wizard out of a cartoon. <laughs> he has got big billowing robes covered in sort of like golden, intricately uh, embroidered sigils and all that sort of stuff. Basically, think Mickey Mouse from uh, Fantasia. <laughs> big hat, jewellery covering all his fingers. Already got his wand out and just magic striking the trees from <laughs> excitement. And standing opposite, rubbing her hands together in excitement. Well, I don't know about rubbing hands still in excitement because she suddenly found she's holding a massive warhammer. <laughs> I think sort of surprised and, and slightly gleeful. Oh, oh, goodness, isn't this exciting? Is is Bess. Um, her, her previous features that sort of hinted at maybe a slightly more um, unusual appearance and now in full force, she definitely looks very much like a minotaur. Those um, twisted braids that she had on her head are formed into horns around which there are more loops of, of hair braided. And she's in a, a full uh, sort of um, Ride of the Valkyries armour, dra flowing drapes, regalia. Uh, and it's holding her warhammer, looking glorious. And, and then suddenly turns around, oh, oh, Jerry, do watch the trees, darling. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> and finally, our intern. How have they changed? His... Lovely beard has turned into a beard of tentacles that are kind of slightly moving on their own. Nice. And we're wearing a dark green cloak, which he has immediately got tangled up in and fallen over <laughs> as he rolls around on the floor. <laughs> Mind step, here you go. What's on my face? <laughs> Ooh, fishy. <laughs> we all look so cool. And you all take a moment taking in the surroundings, adapting to the very humid conditions of this tropical jungle, the midday sun burning hot in the sky. And if you look around, you will notice that there is a treasure chest which has been transported to this realm. It has the sigil, or the company logo, of Quest uh, engraved on the front. Uh, and on the lid, the closed lid, uh, you see four hand indentations built into the lid of the treasure chest. What do you do? I've only got two hands. <laughs> I've got two hands as well. Let's go. <laughs> One hand each lights up. The other two are up. Uh, do not. 
Why don't you have a go, Josh? I'll pick myself up. I'll put my two hands on the other two. (laughs) (laughs) One of the hands lights up, but the other not. I'll take the other one away. (laughs) I suppose that one might be for me, then. Here we go. And as you all lay your hands on the indentations of the treasure chest lid, there's a spark of arcane energy, and the lid of the treasure chest pops open. A puff of exuberant smoke bursts forth. And if you look into the treasure chest... There are some items for you in there. Ooh. Some starting Ooh. items for you. Have a look through those and oh. see what you think. We've got... Oh, right, Ooh. there's a he- healing potions each. A kiln gauze. A container of magic gauze that can be used to repair broken metal weapons like swords. A friend flute. Toot toot. <laughs> Normal magic whistle that knows who your friends are. When you blow the whistle, only your friends nearby can hear the sound. That's nice. Brill's tent in a tin. Unlock it, uh, set it on the ground, the lid blows off, uh, and a few moments later, deploying a large magic tent that can fit 30 people. Wow. <laughs> Lucky! Yeah. Wow. We have a sky caller amulet, which is a pair of amulets that allow owners to communicate with each other at a distance. And mm. um, we have magic potion, a vial filled with one dose of mysterious viscous liquid. Roll the die after you consume it. <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, and there are a lot of different things it can do. One of them, which is you forget languages. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> All of them. All is, of them. Is there enough magic potion for everyone or is there one magic potion? One magic potion, but one, one healing, healing potion. potion mm-hmm. One healing potion. The magic potion is one dose. Yeah. I think I would like the, uh, the chatty... The walkie-talkie. Yes, that made sense. There you go. I, I quite like the idea of the, the friend flute for Bess as a come back now. <laughs> Dog whistle. Yes. Yes. Regroup team. Shall I be in charge of the tent? Because that seems uh, a useful, helpful, surprising thing to have. Oh, I'll take bottles. the magic potion then. Yeah, let's take the weird thing that we don't know what it's going to do. Yes, good. Shouldn't you have the kiln gauze, do you think? Because you're the armoury, weapony sure. type. Bess would not have asked for any of these. You've been like, you should have this one. So you finish kitting up. You stand in all your resplendent glory, wearing your magical robes, your armour. You hold your weaponry and your magic items. When you hear a noise from the underbrush and suddenly some ferns and conifers at a low level start uh, shaking as something approaches you. And before you have a chance to act, bursting from the undergrowth, a pirate humanoid individual <laughs> bursts forth. Very traditional Muppets Treasure Island looking geezer running forward. <laughs> bandana, gold uh, gold uh, earrings and full regalia uh, runs towards you. However, he doesn't appear angry or aggressive. He looks scared and he begins to run in your direction and he yells, Ah! Hello, how can we help you? Adventure! <laughs> <laughs> I, I attack him. Run <laughs> towards him. I run. I, I dart behind him and I sneak attack him. I use a magic trick to conjure the smell of urine. <laughs> what? Amazing. <laughs> the smell of piss fills the air as Bess tries to calm the situation. It's not me. <laughs> Jerry's call to adventure and Neville disappears. The pirate runs towards you. He has a cutlass at his, uh, his belt and a boarding hammer uh, on the other side. As he runs towards you again, he, his face is filled with fear. And he just yells, Run, yar! <laughs> 
but in a split second, behind him appears Neville. What happens, Neville? I get my needful hilt and I go, you don't tell me what to do here. And I, I go to stab him. Okay, no cool. one tells me what to do anymore. I stab him. I believe you have to roll for attacking this. So before we do that, just to explain the mechanic in this game, we are rolling only 20-sided dice today. D20s. There are no uh, modifiers, uh, no advantage. We're just rolling a dice and uh, playing as the dice have fallen. Depending on what you roll, there are a number of outcomes. If you're on a 20, that's considered a triumph. This is an exciting moment. You automatically succeed at what you're trying to do, and you might even find added fortune if you're dealing damage. Double it. An 11 to 19 is a success, a standard success. You accomplish what you were trying to do without any compromises. If you're dealing damage, you deal the standard amount. Between a 6 to a 10 is a tough choice. You succeed. So if you roll between a 6 and a 20, it's a success. It's a good system. But for a, between a 6 and a 10, there's a cost. The guide will give you a choice between two setbacks. If you roll between a 2 and a 5, that's considered a failure. You fail your intended action and face a setback of the guide's choice. You might lose equipment, take damage from an enemy counterattack, or face some other misfortune. And finally, the dreaded 1. If you roll a 1, that's considered a catastrophe. Oh no. <laughs> you automatically fail and may suffer a severe setback. So... Back in the jungle. Nobody tells me what to do anymore! <laughs> and I go to Tekken. Roll a dice for me. Let's see what happens. 17! 17 is a success. How much damage do you do? I do 2 HP damage. 2 damage? Yes. I thrust with my needful hilt and it becomes a dagger. Bonk, bonk. Where are you stabbing him? Just in the belly. In the belly. <laughs> 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 Nobody tells you what to do! Straight through the belly. Okay. You stab, you feel uh, resistance from the armour that he's wearing, but it pierces through. It doesn't go as deep as you think, it's not an instant kill. But you stab him in the gut and he goes, what are you doing? <laughs> grabs you, grabs you by the shoulders and stares you in the face. Nobody tells me what to do anymore! And with that, you see what he was fleeing from. Bursting from the underbrush behind him, three velociraptors <laughs> leap into the underbrush. Their, 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 long, their long snouts filled with fatty fangs. Uh, they are brightly coloured and angry, chasing their dinner. Did you said they had fiery fangs? Fiery fangs. Yes, not, not literally, it's a metaphor. Fire raptors. Fire raptors. Yeah, fuck it, they've got fiery fangs. <laughs> They're going to do more damage now. Uh, one fixes its eyes on the pirate and Neville standing several feet or so in front of you guys, while the other two begin to circle in a sort of a trident formation towards you guys. Uh, Neville, you're the closest, you're the quickest. I think you act first. Eep! And I go invisible. <laughs> and I vanish. <laughs> it's called a shadow. Mm -hmm. And my little feathery cloak suddenly wraps around me in a puff of feathers. I vanish. Apart from my shadow. Neville, who goes next in the combat? Dave. Uh, Josh. <laughs> Josh the character. No, no, Josh. <laughs> uh, Josh is going to use his newfound magic to conjure or misdirect a gigantic mirage. Ooh. So I'm going to create a mirage bigger dinosaur that is running towards the raptors. Amazing, amazing. So what dinosaur do you create? I think something that the raptors would be aware of. So just like a standard big T-Rex. Standard big T-Rex. With bigger fiery teeth. <laughs> bigger, more fiery teeth. <laughs> a giant T-Rex appears. The two velociraptors that were tracking around the outside look up at the T-Rex and their primal instinct kicks in. They look up and they begin to adopt a, a defensive posture before turning and hightailing it away. However, the, the Velociraptor in the centre is too focused 
on the pirate that it is uh, does not get scared away. This is the Alpha Raptor who is focused on the pirate currently. Do you tell us that it's a mirage? No. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, Josh, who goes next? Best. Okay. I think Bess was in the middle of saying, like, now, now, everyone, let's let's get the full lay of the land before we... Oh, no! And uh, is in panic, going to raise her her big old warhammer that she has in the air and, and cry, in the name of, of justice, see me through all this ordeal! Um, and the warhammer is going to glow. It's going to become a blazing avenger. Um, the Warhammer now glows faintly at all times, glows brighter when enemies are nearby. So I think it's a proper, like, really shiny. It's, it's going to be glowing like a purple teal. It kind of fades in between, like, white, purple, and teal glow around it. It just seems to sort of pulsate with light because the Velociraptor is nearby. And last but by no means least in the combat. Jerry is going to point his finger at the uh, Velociraptor and swish it across at the pirate, and I'm going to use telekinesis to fling a velociraptor at a pirate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so the velociraptor is lifted off the ground. It starts to flail its little lizardy legs. Yep. I'll just pirate. throw it to one side. It's like it's just been hit by something from the side, mm-hmm. and it just suddenly goes, Whoa! and flies um, sideways and hits the pirate. And hits the pirate. Okay, yeah. great. Which I guess still has Neville's sword in his belly. <laughs> I think he probably retrieved oh, it. Oh, right, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the pirate sort of falls down to one knee, and he, <laughs> and he uh, puts a palm out to you and says, Help me! Before uh, <laughs> a velociraptor, the speed of a jet, <laughs> slams into him. You hear a horrifying snap. As he falls to the, falls to the ground, bones broken, uh, knocked out and killed, the Velociraptor uh, tumbles and rolls to the ground before then regaining itself and looks up at you all. The Velociraptor shakes off <laughs> that whole thing and stalks towards Bess. I've not attacked it. I was going to inquire what it wanted. Okay. It sees you and is hungry for Minotaur meat. Oh. It stalks towards you, lets out a hiss, and then leaps towards you in an attempt to knock you down. However, rolling a four, it fails to do so. And what do you do? Do you bat it away with your shield or something? Yeah, I think it's like, oh, no, no, none of that. And just she just kind of turns and deflects it. So it sort of, yeah, it bounces off the shield and just goes off to the side. Bounces off, adopts uh, another pose, but this time turns its lizardy gaze towards Jerry. You're still quickest and you're invisible, Neville, sure. so what do you do? Hmm... <laughs> I could just leave them with this Velociraptor. <laughs> I don't really like these guys very much, but come on, we're here to play a game, right? So I, I sneak around, I'm shadowy, no one can see me. I shadow behind the Velociraptor, and I go stabby stab with my thing, and I'm going to do a sneak attack for three AP. Wowzers. So my shadowy form dissipates, and I instantly kill a commoner or minion. This is considered to be a minion, so you kill it. What does it look like? I just slowly slide my sword into its head. (laughs) (laughs) I go, goodbye. (laughs) And I just suddenly become visible. And I slide it out again. The velociraptor sort of twitches for a moment before its eyes roll back into its head and it falls down, defeated. The four of you, plus a ginormous (laughs) illusionary T-Rex, stand amidst the clearing, your foes defeated. Well, we don't know that. There's a giant T-Rex there, Josh. Well, what would you like to do? <laughs> Attack it. You! No! You, you, you see what we've, we're we capable of! 
off with you. Uh, I, I will swing my warhammer at the two <laughs> because I don't know it's an illusion. Uh, I, I've also, uh, okay, because it's a Blazing Avenger, I may now cast Fiery Avenger on it at will for no AP cost. So uh, I think she, as she swings it, she just says, a flambe! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, flames out of the uh, out of the hammer. Uh, so it's even brighter still, and it increases its damage by one. And it is a 15. Dave, Josh, <laughs> <laughs> what happens? How does the T-Rex react? I think it's just completely illusionary. I think it just whoosh, whooshes <laughs> right through it. And the T-Rex probably just poofs away. And I go, oh, good. <laughs> I didn't know what I'd done. <laughs> and, and let that be a lesson to the rest of you. Yes. We're so good at this. For that first battle, everybody take an AP. Yay. Because there was some wonderful moves shown. That was pretty cool. Uh, everybody take an AP. I do wonder if that, um, that pirate did want our assistance with something there. I mean, I'll perhaps and, the Velociraptors. I'll go and check him out. Okay. I'll go and rummage through his pockets. Okay. See what I can find. Cool. Yep. You find uh, a number of gold doubloons. Treasure. Put those in the bag. Yep. And he's obviously got what he was carrying. He's got a boarding axe and he's got his cutlass. Um, and apart from that, he doesn't seem to be carrying very much. Mm-hmm. He's, got, he's got a necklace with uh, what looked like human teeth. Uh, oh. Yeah. It. Yeah, maybe he wasn't near do well. Do <laughs> <laughs> well. Hmm. Yeah, I and if you examine his wallet, you see a picture of him and his family. <laughs> <laughs> No, you don't. <laughs> None of them have any teeth. What a monster! <laughs> I'd like to look at the path that he he was running from and to sort of see where he was coming from mm-hmm. and what, why the Velociraptors were chasing him. Okay. What, what was he up to before he bumped into us? Cool. Okay. I chuck one of the amulets to. Hmm. I think the only person he probably likes is Josh. Let's name it to Josh. I put the amulet on. Hello, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I flap my cape like I'm a bird and I run into the <laughs> run into the forest. You follow the pathway and you can see you're adventurous now, so you can probably track. Sure, why not? You can <laughs> see where sort of branches and fronds of ferns have been pushed aside. Um this guy this guy was clearly running for his life, and you can see sort of uh where the velociraptors uh, had broken off into this sort of triforce manoeuvre in an attempt to hunt him down. And if you keep tracking you can sort of see the edge of the tree line of this particular foresty part. Boy, come in. Over. Hello, ah. hello old bird. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've reached the tree line. What can I see beyond the trees? Do you want to go sort of break through Ooh, the tree line? Uh, I'll just I'll peek <laughs> through. Just my head is visible through the trees. You can see jutting away from you. You're standing on a forest that's just by a cliff edge. I nearly fell off a cliff. <laughs> Um, it seems safe enough. If you want to bring in the others, you can. Follow my calls. Caca! Caca! And if you were to peer over the cliff top, you would just see the ocean. Murawai is an island archipelago in the middle of an endless blue sea. And you look down, the cliff is a sheer cliff which runs all the way down to rocks and finally a beach below. And the beach, beautiful, pristine, white, sandy beach, stretches off as, as far as the eye can see. But just off in the in the distance, you can see a pirate ship mm. docked at a natural sort of docking area. And you can see sort of just little figurines. They look like ants. You're so far away that you can just see movement and what could be a makeshift camp being set up.
This has been The Office Party, a studio production from Nearly Role Players, starring Chris Starkey as Neville, Natalie Winter as Bess, Strat as Jerry, and Dave as Josh. Not to be confused with Josh Yard, who plays the supporting cast. The theme music is by Alexander Pankhurst, and the episode was edited and produced by Matt Boothman. We were playing Quest by the Adventure Guild. You can get the digital version of the game free from adventure.game. Merely Roleplayers is a foggy outline production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Until next time, if drama be the food of life, play on!